You're listening to Suicide by Sean P. Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, collections of information, and videos about the search of the soul. I've been wanting to tackle this for a long time, and not just since I recently started podcasting. Um, my whole life. I have known several people who tried to commit suicide, several people who were thinking about committing suicide, and I have three friends that were successful at it, and some of them in very horrific ways. I am a survivor myself. I'm not going to get into exactly how I did that. It's a little too personal, and family of mine may be listening to this, and I don't want them to hear it. But it was more than once in my life. And I want to start right away by dispelling a common myth about suicide. This thing where people say that they, they, they write the person off who committed suicide or tried to commit suicide, and they say something like, well, it was their own choice. Or they were selfish. Or they didn't think about the other people in their lives and how they'd feel. And let me tell you something. That's, I don't want to be combative here because I want people to feel an open mind about this. But quite frankly, that's, that's pretty much an insult to anyone who's ever even thought about committing suicide. And let me explain why. I want to talk to you about the human instinct for survival and how incredibly strong it is. I don't know if you, the listener, have ever had this tested. Some of us have, some of us haven't. Had the human survival instinct tested. It's incredibly strong. Ridiculously strong. I've had moments where I laid in a hospital bed. Um, health failing, blood pressure going skyrocketing, coming way down, skyrocketing, coming way down. Doctors and nurses coming in every five minutes into my room, checking on me because they're worried. And, you know, maybe I was, maybe I was in serious danger. Maybe I wasn't, I don't really know, but they thought I was, and I felt like I was. And this kind of thing has happened to me more than once. I have been in many situations where I shouldn't be here. I have faced all kinds of opposition to my life. And every single time, except for the times that I thought I wanted to end it myself, that basic human instinct to survive kicked in and every fiber of my being screamed at me, make this right. Don't let this happen. I've spoken to many people. I, I've even interviewed people about near-death situations or what they call woo-woos where you get kind of close to death, but you don't actually die. And they'll tell you the same thing. You know, something where maybe you're about to have a car accident or you have a car accident and you're immobilized or you're seriously damaged or whatever. Um, maybe you step too close to the edge of a cliff and some rocks come out from under your foot or something that triggers this human response. Survive. It's huge. It's probably one of the strongest, it is definitely one of the strongest things that I've ever felt. So think about what it would take to override that instinct. And for anyone I've ever met, and, and, and this includes myself, to override 
the incredibly strong human instinct to survive. It takes an immense, immense, ungodly amount of pain, which sort of leads into another myth where, you know, people often say about people that have committed suicide, well, it was because of this or that quick little thing and they didn't think they were through it and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? It's, it's never that simple. I've not only survived it myself, I've also helped a handful of people step away from suicide. And then I was involved for a short period in classes where I was not only getting my help myself, but I was helping people that were, that had tried to commit suicide. And the one thing I can tell you for sure is it's never just the one simple thing. It's, it's always a buildup. It's, it's a life of pain and strife, a life of misinformation that leads up to a moment and the moment becomes the straw that broke the camel's back, the breaking point. So to say that someone who committed suicide was weak or ignorant or selfish or foolish is to completely ignore the horrible amounts of pain and the horrible amounts of driving factors that lead up to an attempted suicide or a successful suicide. Now, myth aside, that part is for the people who love or feel for someone who's in such a situation. The next part is for the people who are considering suicide. Let me tell you about the other thing that I learned through my own experience and through talking to many people that have survived suicide attempts. There's one common thread between everyone, and that is the desire to commit suicide comes because we don't, as human beings, we're often led astray away from the information that could save our lives. That we don't think there's anything else out there. We think that life has struck us down. We think that life has overwhelmed us. And it has. But what we don't know is there are still open doors. There are still ways to get through it and get out of it. I can't tell you how many, how many, how many times I've, I've helped someone come away from suicide and, and, and including myself having someone help me that, that this, this thing happens when you start telling them what I'm telling you right now, that there, that, that there are other options. You just don't know. You haven't been taught. There's this, there's this like click and you see this twinkle in their eye and this curiosity that comes out. And it's like, what? And the person just sits there looking at you like, I didn't know this. Nobody ever told me this. But it's always there. It's always there. Unfortunately, the person who wants to commit suicide doesn't know this. They're blinded to that fact by life. They don't choose to blind themselves. Because nobody goes for that much pain voluntarily. There's always therapy. There's always books, but most importantly, in the life of a Christian, there's always God. And that may sound silly to a lot of people who are thinking about suicide, because when I was thinking about suicide, I didn't think there was a God. I didn't think he cared about me or whatever I thought. You know, I had that typical sort of um, feeling that atheists get when I was an atheist, and that was that I'm angry at someone I don't believe is there. But, but 
you try everything else. Because when you're in that much pain, you don't just sit on it. You think. When I was a kid, by the time I was probably 12 years old, I had this notebook. And in the front were, were ways to run away from life, from the kids at school that were being awful to me, that sort of thing. I actually had lists. I had an ongoing list in the front of that notebook that said things like, okay, I'm going to get my little one-man dome tent and I'm going to go live in the woods right behind some guy's house and my friend's going to bring me some uh, food and water and blankets, right? Okay, because, you know, 12-year-old kid, you actually think you can pull it off and no one's ever going to find you. But... Of course that wouldn't work, but that was the dream. But then there was the dark side of that notebook. There was the back of that notebook. And you flip it over and you turn, you open up the back page. And there's a list of ways to to commit suicide in painless ways. And I probably spent something like six months to a year making this notebook. But never in that notebook was a word about the way that I'd never tried, that I wasn't really taught. God, Christ, never in that notebook was what I know now that keeps me afloat now through extreme turmoil. God, Christ, Holy Spirit, everything that's on my website. And why not? Because you try everything else and it doesn't work. When you, when you get to the point where you want to commit suicide, why not try one, one more thing? Why not try something new? Why not try turning to someone and, and, and talking to someone who's actually going to listen to you? Because most of the people that I know, including myself, they, they felt like nobody, they didn't have anybody to listen to them when they were going to commit suicide. Then I found God, and it never happened again. So now I've addressed the myth, and I've addressed the people that are thinking about committing suicide. Now I want to address the people who have lost loved ones to this horrific, horrific tragedy. Now, you remember that I said that it was a cold-hearted thing to say, well, the person had a choice, but to some degree they did. And to some degree, everyone in their lives could have supported them in some way. That doesn't mean that you should have done something. That means that we could all be brainstorming on how to keep this from happening for other people. But there was this moment that I went through. I had a cousin who was also a good friend of mine who committed suicide. And for years after that, I thought, what could I have done? I could have saved him. I could have done the right thing. I could have called him. I could have convinced him this and convinced him that. I could have, if I would have just done something. And I went on like that for a long time, blaming myself to some degree. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible crossroad to come to. Knowing that that person was in your life and now they're gone and they did it by their own hand. And, and because you had the, I mean, you know, someone dies of cancer, you can't talk the cancer out of them. Someone dies of a car accident, you can't talk them out of the car accident. Someone dies of old age, you can't talk them out of old age. But when they die of suicide, you can't help it. You go through scenario after scenario after scenario of what I could have done, and it's a trap. Because while I am responsible for myself, 
and I am responsible for uplifting people as much as possible. That person has hundreds or thousands of other points of information and emotion coming into their life that are also partly responsible for them feeling the way they felt. There is no one person that is totally responsible for what they did. There is no one person that is totally responsible for having talked them out of it. So the best thing you can do to stop having that guilt and that feeling eat away at you is to realize that. But the entire world and its brokenness that leaves people feeling so desperate that they want to leave this world as soon as they can by their own hand. The entire world has a hand in this. And you can't fix the entire world for someone who's suffering from its afflictions. And I don't mean to sound preachy and angry at you, but this is the kind of thing that I needed to know when one of my friends, one of the three people I knew that committed suicide did it and was successful. So now I want to address how to approach someone and help when you think that they could get into a state or when you know they're in a state of being suicidal. Number one, you hook them up with information like this. Something, it doesn't have to be my podcast, but it has to be something that comes from somebody who understands it somehow. And it has to be something from somebody that can tell them there's a light, you got to look for it. And it has to be something from somebody that can tell them that the doors are not over. You can find more. And it has to be something from somebody that loves them. Even if, even if you personally don't know how to tell them all this stuff, you can lead them to it. Even if you don't have personal experience, you can lead them to someone who does. If you know God, find reasons for them to try to know God. If you don't know God, then what do you have to lose in suggesting it? What do you have to lose in suggesting, we? hey, well, well let's try it together. Why not? There's always a way. There's always a way. For those who love people that have committed suicide, you'll never get over it. You'll never completely let that person go. There's always a way to understand what truly happened. Because the more we understand something, the less it can hurt us. It'll never stop hurting us, but it can hurt us less. To those thinking about it, there's always a way. There's always a way. There's always a door. To those who've survived it, there's always a way to help others with it. And out of all the pills that I was introduced to, and all the psychiatrists, and all the psychologists, and all the therapists, and all the hospital visits, and all the classes, and all the, all, all the, all the books and everything else, the one thing that finally made it all click and gave me an understanding of who I am, why I'm here, why the world is so hard, and what I can do to make something of it all, was God. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Suicide by Sean P. Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com. Find other podcasts, articles, videos, collections of information, and lots of other information about the search of the soul at gettingtogod.com.